0: Um, but it was just like really good confirmation because it came at a very great time that I was like, okay, I'm actually on the right path. So like I said, once again, my intuition is guiding me so now I'm like super stoked to continue following this intuition of mine so that I can, you know, um get to the next place like it's only going to get better from here, right every time I follow it, I'm right it's never wrong and it's crazy because, like I said, I was trying to figure out all this stuff on my own. And I, you know, I wasn't getting answers from other places. And, and I know that there's oftentimes like more meaning behind our symptoms rather than just like idiopathic reasons. And I I don't really jive with like, oh, this is just how it's gonna be, you know, like I, I think there's more answers and whether those answers are, you know, more uh, emotional or spiritual or a physical or whatever. Welcome back to another episode. Today I have something interesting I want to talk about, and it is a little different than some of the other episodes, but they kind of coincide with each other. So there, there's going to be some some overlap and some interesting things we're going to talk about, but it's really basically um, another story about my intuition and how that kind of applies to everyday life and why i feel like it's so important to really live with intention and and live with our most aligned self because when we live with our most aligned self our intuition just becomes second nature and if we start to learn to trust that it becomes more obvious in Many ways. And when we stop resisting to the urge to change and go against that intuition, we really set ourselves up for flow. I haven't recorded a podcast in actually quite a while because a lot of my episodes have been uh, kind of batched, like I've done them. Um, where I've had a bunch of them kind of just backlogged. And so I just kind of have them um, airing at different times. So it's it's been a little bit since I've actually sat down and recorded one. Um, but you'll notice if you've listened to some of the other episodes, that there will be some overlap from some of my previous guests. And they've actually given me a lot of great insight, um, or at least some things that I maybe have forgotten about in the past, it kind of has brought up some um, things in the past that I like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. So this is kind of interesting for me because I've been sitting on this information for the last few weeks, just kind of stirring in my brain and how I wanted to um, really talk about what we're going to talk about today, but let's get into it. So for about Almost the last year, I had been working with a personal trainer. Um, it was an online fitness coach that uh, gives you like uh, workout plans um meal plans, um check-in and accountability, you know to really hit your fitness goals. If you have fitness goals, And um, they kind of, you know, guide you along how you're going to reach those goals by giving you, you know, the meal plan and the exercises and all the things. And I guess I just should start out to say that what I'm going to talk about is not to replace medical advice by any means. You should definitely check with your physicians or your healthcare providers, but these are just kind of like my experiences, the things that I've done. Um, over the course of the last year. So, with my uh trainer that I had, it was great. You know, I I did um the workouts were tailored to my fitness level and what I wanted to see as far as results went. So, there was lots of like um goals as far as you know, you're to hit your macros. So if you're not familiar with macros, it's like counting out your your fats and your proteins and your carbs and hitting those targeted numbers every day to make sure that you're getting enough nutrients, the proper nutrients um, to build optimal muscle growth and to keep your body performing well. So the workout's Are ten out of ten love them. I've really built a lot of strength. It was like the first time that I've ever used a trainer where I really like learned how to use my body. So I've built like really good strength in ways that I didn't even really know were possible. So I'm really proud of that. Um, The meals have been amazing. Uh, Learning how to cook great food with in the macro friendly meals and then having the accountability, having someone to have you accountable for what you're doing is, is great too, because it's easy to, you know, get off track when no one's really looking. If you're eating an extra candy bar or, you know, you've eaten some extra chocolate or cake or, you know, whatever you like. Um, so having that accountability is good. Um, But it was a lot of work, you know, for the last year of like weighing all of my foods and tracking all of my steps and cardio and making sure I was doing all the workouts and, you know, still running my business and doing the podcast and just doing life stuff. It was just exhausting. So I decided that this just didn't really jive for my lifestyle anymore. I love the workouts. I'm going to continue doing the workouts, obviously, and I'll continue to take care of myself eating properly, but it just became a lot. And I decided I need to start listening to my body. Like I'm stressing myself out by trying to do all of these things and it's not really enjoyable. So if it's no longer enjoyable, then it's something that I can kind of decide now, like, okay, this isn't really, really what I need to be doing because it's not fun anymore. So I think you've probably heard me talk if you listen to other episodes. Back in like December, I had an ear infection and I took an antibiotic, which I had not been on an antibiotic for quite a while. And it just completely wrecked my gut health. It was just a train wreck. And my gut was only really kind of functionally functioning optimally on rare occasions. So I was already not like doing the best in the gut health world. I'm no stranger to the gut problems, but the antibiotics made it very noticeable and really, you know, was kind of a reality check of like you got to get your gut health in order. You gotta, you gotta take care of yourself, and you can't be doing this for the rest of your life. So you really got to get to the bottom of it. So I've been trying to heal my gut, you know, repair it from the antibiotic, and um, it's kind of led me down this interesting path. Uh, that I wasn't really expecting, but I was doing all the things, you know, for gut health and talking to all the people and, you know, I just was getting help a little bit, but it wasn't really giving me the results that I really wanted. So it has been frustrating. And I know it's like a work in progress and there's like so many things that go into gut health. It's not just our food, but it's our you know, fascial restrictions in our body. Um, you can have surgeries and things like that that cause scarring. Not that I have that, but there can be just fascial restrictions anywhere that are, you know, tightness anywhere in your body and it can affect your, your gut. You know, your diet's a, a big part of that stress. Activity levels, um, environmental factors, they all play into it. But I kind of thought I was dealing with all of the things, even though like in the back of my mind, I was like, this training is really stressing me out. And I was still in like a commitment period. So I had to like complete that commitment period. But I knew that once that commitment period was up, I was like, I just have to stop and take a break from this for a little while, because how can I take care of my gut when I know that stress is a big factor and I'm like actually paying a monthly fee to have added stress. (laughs) So I just felt like, there was just this like gut feeling haha you know like a literal gut feeling that i needed to do something different and i thought after i had that antibiotic in december and things were just like really bad i thought i needed to change my diet but it's you know i'm i'm on this meal plan where i have to like stick to these like macros and stuff and i have to hit these targets but i wasn't really seeing the results that i wanted anyway and my my intuition was like you just need to like stop eating so much food and that was a real struggle for me because i'm listening to you know this trainer that has this knowledge of like how to build muscle and how to like build the body that you're looking for and and how to achieve that with like you know the workouts and the food and it's like it's a whole thing so i'm paying this person and i am trusting their their judgment and their their knowledge which is great Um, they do know a lot, but I also like know my body and I know I've got to do something that's, that's feeling better. And I felt like I just needed to stop eating so much. And so I slowly started cutting out some of the like protein powders that I was taking. And I was like, maybe it's these, that's just not really agreeing with me. And, and I started like kind of cutting back on the amount of protein I was eating. And, you know, I was like, I just don't want to eat so much food. Like at the beginning I was hungry all the time and I just wanted to constantly eat. And then it became like, I don't want to eat. And I felt like I just needed a break from food, which sounds so weird because obviously we need to eat to like survive, but I just had to listen to that. I needed a break. And I needed like green food. My body was like craving all of a sudden, just like all of the green food. So I went to the grocery store one day and I just bought green food. And I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with all of this because I don't typically eat just these foods, but this is what my body wants is green. <laughs> so I'm like, I just need more plants. And I felt like I needed like more raw plants, like just salads and you know, leafy greens and things that weren't like drenched in, um, you know, just whatever. I just needed like less processed food, just like very simple. I felt like I wanted just juice and I'm like, it's the middle of like winter at this point almost. And I just want to drink juice. Like that seems crazy, right? Like we want to have the heavier foods typically when it's cold outside to like feel kind of nourished. But my body was like, uh, uh-uh, you need, you need some green foods. Just, just go with this green stuff, go with this juice stuff. And I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to kind of do this. Cause this feels right. And I started feeling like, yeah, this, this is good. It's giving my body some like chance to kind of digest some food and just kind of break down a little bit easier. And I just kind of went with that. And then I remembered I had some old books that I used to kind of refer to quite often that were that are based more on like the traditional Chinese medicine. And I think I had a guest actually, she's been on a while ago now, but I think maybe the episode just came out on um, acupuncture and more Chinese medicine. And it kind of like clicked for me like... Oh yeah, that's the stuff that used to make me feel great. So I pulled out my books and I I just kind of started going through those. And the books were like confirming exactly what I was feeling and what foods I should be eating based on how I was feeling. And it was just kind of like, oh great. Okay, fine. I finally I feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing because these are the symptoms I'm feeling. I'm feeling kind of sluggish and down and just drained. And like, like I just want like less food. We're getting up to like spring at this point, like we're approaching spring. And I'm like, maybe my body just wants to like spring clean or something. So then I started receiving some more acupuncture that also has been like a great added benefit. Um, I always do really well with acupuncture and I started receiving some more myofascial release and also doing some more self-treatment, which was, you know, we can kind of get off the bandwagon on keeping up with our own self-treatment and our own, uh, myofascial release. But, you know, the restrictions are there and whether the restrictions are coming from stress or actual physical, um, Physical restrictions, you know the the myofascial release just kind of really helps release that straitjacket. Um, so I've been getting like a lot of abdominal work. I've been doing a lot of abdominal work to myself, and just kind of really trying to nourish those parts of my body. So these are things that I kind of were just playing around with. Like, well, I don't have anything to lose, you know. And if I decide this this sucks, I can just go back to, you know, eating what I was doing and whatever and that'll be fine. So, also kind of in this time frame, I was uh, applying for uh MFR3 which is one of the like more advanced level uh classes of John Barnes myofascial release and I wanted I want to take that this October coming up. And so I sent in my application um because they only take a certain amount of people and um they make sure you have all the right classes in order to be accepted and you have to, you know, be practicing for a certain amount of time and, and doing, you know, the things that they, they want you to have like all these classes and stuff. So I've, I've done all that. I've been working towards it, sent in my application and I got accepted. So with it, I'm going to MFR three at the end of this year. So I'm super excited. Um, and then I get the paperwork back, and it's like a lot of paperwork. You know, it's like all this stuff that they want you to kind of prepare for. And it's the schedule, and it's, you know, what days you're going to be in class and wh- where you're going to be in class and what days you're doing this and what times and all those things. And there's a lot of actual um, pondering, you know, to do. Like it's not just going in to take a class. Like this is more of a, a retreat. So they really want you to prepare. John wants us to be like mind, body, and soul ready for this class, right? So we have to, you know, not only, we just walk the walk basically. And part of the application or the paperwork that I received um, in the mail was, it was so funny. The, like the first part of the paperwork was like, I want you to start preparing ahead of time for this class. And I want you to start preparing by eating less food and drinking more liquid and getting into shape. And I was like, oh my gosh, my intuition is guiding me once again. And I needed to figure this out you know, on my own because I wasn't getting the answers from other places. But my body, I think, was intuitively kind of preparing for this. Like you need to eat less food because that's what I felt like I needed to do was eat less and drink more and have more juices and have more liquid. And that paperwork was this like like divine timing when I got it. Like, yeah, exactly. Just do this. And I had already, you know, already working out and I already have a good regimen for um exercise. Um, but it was just like really good confirmation because it came at a very great time. that I was like, okay, I'm actually on the right path. So like I said, once again, my intuition is guiding me. So now I'm like super stoked to continue following this intuition of mine so that I can, you know, um, get to the next place. Like it's only going to get better from here. Right. Every time I follow it, I'm right. It's never wrong. And it's crazy because like I said, I was trying to figure out all this stuff on my own and I, you know, I wasn't getting answers from other places. And and I know that there's oftentimes like more meaning behind our symptoms rather than just like idiopathic reasons. And I I don't really jive with like, oh, this is just how it's gonna be, you know, like I I think there's more answers. And whether those answers are, you know, more uh, emotional or spiritual or physical or whatever. There's, there's definitely like an answer there. So one of my previous guests on my podcast, uh, Devorah Kerr, she wrote a book called man search for healing, and it's a great book. I've been reading it. Um, if you haven't read it, I would recommend reading it because it, it's very, very interesting, but she's been a guest on my podcast. So if you're not into reading, The book right now, check out the episode with Devorah Kerr. Uh, It was great. And anyway, so since I'm reading her book, I came across a a part in her book where she was talking about um, referencing another book by Deb Shapiro. And that book is called Your Body Speaks Your Mind. And it talks about decoding emotional, psychological, and spiritual messages that underline our illness. And that's kind of along the lines of part of uh, Devorah's book. So it's they kind of like go together. So it's been interesting to kind of like back and forth um, read both of the books. So I've been kind of going through Deb Shapiro's books. Just kind of, I haven't fully read the book, but I've been going through it and um I found some interesting, interesting things on there. So I thought I would share a couple of the passages out of the book because it kind of was just kind of eye-opening. So sometimes I think that um our intuition, you know, our intuition is always like guiding us and telling us what to do, but <laughs> we just don't always listen to it. And I know that sometimes when we have physical symptoms, there's like oftentimes like an emotional component to it, or there's something deeper than just like, Hey, I have these physical symptoms. There's a lot of times there is like something, um, spiritual or psychological or, um, emotional behind it. So a lot of times, like in this, um, in the book from Deb Shapiro, she's talking about, um, We'll just go with the IBS, is what I pulled up first. And sometimes IBS can be related to letting go and releasing control. And that was interesting to me because I've kind of had to pause and think, what am I holding on to? Like, what am I trying to control? I mean, I think we're we're always trying to control something. But what part of me is so twisted? Maybe it's with fear or anxiety. So I think, hmm, that's interesting. Because am I holding on to this paradigm of like, oh, I have to eat all this food because this is what my trainer says. But really, my intuition is like, nah, you don't need so much food. And I'm just like holding on to it. Like, well, I can't. Who Like people are going to think I, I don't want to eat food if I don't eat as much food as I'm supposed to eat, Right. And then also another like question in this is what stress needs to be released? Hmm. Well, that one is interesting for me as well because I have the stress of the training, even though I like love 99% of it, it's great. Well, maybe not 99%, but like, I love it. It's been great. But like, I know that that stress is adding to stress in my body because I no longer feel aligned with being present with all of that. I don't want to track all of my food. I don't want to, you know, weigh all of my food. I don't want to do that anymore. I just want to live my life. I don't want to feel bad about it when I go out to dinner and I don't track the macros of what I ate. That's just like not something I can do long term. Like it's fine for the interim, but like long term, realistically, no one's gonna do that. I think like, oh, well, when I'm 80, I'm not going to be tracking my macros. So this is stupid. I need to stop it. <laughs> and if you track macros, that's fine. I'm not judging you. But these are just things that I needed to kind of listen to my body about. And I think there's also like part of it, you know, we consume in our American world. Um, there's just so much consumption. Like what we consume is not just our food, but like what we're consuming in our social media, what we're consuming in our news, what we're consuming, you know, with our community and the people that we're around, that's all consumption. And so I'm trying to eliminate some consumption. I don't want to consume so much. And that goes for food, and for the types of interactions that I have. So most of us, we typically are on the higher end of the processed foods and the lower end of physical activity. I mean, those aren't the only causes, but you know, some of them can be. So... I've just been trying to learn how to let go more. I'm trying to be more spontaneous. I'm trying to be, I'm trying to follow that intuition more. I'm trying to just let go because in my mind, I'm like, what else am I holding on to? So I'm like, here we go. We're going to let go. We're just going to do what feels right. And then. Another part of this book that Deb wrote, she wrote about um, what are we holding on to and what would happen if you let go? And that's interesting to me because one of John Barnes' sayings is the ultimate control is letting go of control. So I've been pondering that because that was also in my paperwork. And he says that at seminars many times, he said that, you know, time after time, and it's so true. We just got to let go. Like, what are we holding on to? We just have to surrender. And then another question in this book was, What is needed for you to develop a greater trust in the unknown? And that kind of like hit me kind of in the gut. (laughs) It kind of hit me. Because what do I need to develop for a greater trust in the unknown? I need to develop my intuition more. It's pretty strong. But I need to learn how to listen to it. So, by just trusting in my gut, my gut's not going to lead me astray. So I think that these like physical symptoms that I I've experienced have just been my body trying to get my attention of like, hey, listen to me. I, I got you. So I've taken these all of these little bits and pieces that i've you know gathered from reading and talking to people and um just kind of like researching and learning and listening and i'm just taking these signs and synchronicities from the universe that i'm on the right path you know and that path might evolve and it might change but right now it feels aligned and now i can sense what feels like a strong yes in my body. And I can apply that to the next time when I need to know if something is aligned. So we can have our intuition guiding us, I think for a lot of different reasons. You know, our intuition might like tell us to take a different road. Like, I don't know, I'm just gonna take this path today. And I don't know why, just feels off. But, like, I think that those little things, when we start really paying attention to them, really start building and they become more second nature. And then you start to develop that with everything in your life. And then you can trust what really feels aligned for you. And it may just be as simple as like changing up your diet or, you know, taking that risk on that job that you want or, you know, starting that business that you want or, you know, ending relationships that no longer feel aligned with you, or maybe just living your life better, living with more purpose, more intention. So I challenge you to listen to your intuition, figure out what it sounds like, What does your intuition sound like to you? What is your body asking for? Because it will never lead you astray. So until next time, we will chat soon, but thank you for being here. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to Return to Ease. Before you go, show some love for this podcast by leaving a review. I'd love to hear from you and stay tuned for the next episode.